coming up on The Potter's Touch. You gotta go while you're on the seesaw of life, sometimes up and sometimes down, but I'm preaching anyway, I'm teaching anyway, I'm going anyway, and the miracle will outlast the misery. So hold on to the miracle, even when you feel miserable. same time. Misery and miracles at the same time. Tell somebody, say, I can relate. I'm glad you said that because that's what I'm going to preach this morning. I can relate. <laughs> Look at somebody else say, I can relate. One of the great oddities of life is how, how paradoxical it is, how how amazingly paradoxical it is. It is very seldom that you get all of one thing without the other. You know, you don't get all good times without bad times, nor all bad things without some good. It just depends on how you handle it, but life is full of both. When I started studying on this, I started studying on it from the aspect that we're all praying for a word from God. How many people want a word from God? I want a word from God. I'm tired of hearing other people's opinions. I'm tired of hearing campaign speeches. I want a word from God. I'm leery of some of these prophets we got out here because sometimes they prophesy out of their own heart, manipulating you according to their own mind. I don't want to hear a word from you. I want to hear a word from God. I want to know what thus saith the Lord in my life. But the truth of the matter is, God's word can be disruptive. Regardless of what they tell you today, you know, seven ways to bless you, five ways to get up, God's going to give you the blessing of Abraham, all that might be true, but the reality is, when God's word comes into your life, it will disrupt some things. It won't always be easy. It won't always be nice. Even when the word is good and positive, it is still disruptive. Oh, yes, it is. If you want to do your own thing, don't bring God in it. If you want to finish out your dreams and your plan and go according to your own heart, don't bring God in it. I might warn you that your plans are not going to end as well as you think. But if you want to have it your way, don't expect God to go along for the ride. We have mismanaged our faith so bad it's unbelievable. We use God like he's a bellman, like take it over here, move it over there. Bless me, give me this, give me this job, give me this husband, give me this car. We just only use God's word like he's Santa Claus. But the truth of the matter, it is not about you using God, it's about God using you. It's about you being available and open for God to speak and understand that when God speaks, it cancels out everything you had in mind. Can you imagine this young girl getting ready for her wedding? 
preparing for the, for the dream of her life. She has saved her body. She has kept herself pure. She has been chaste. She has been holy. She has found her husband or he has found her and they are scheduled to be married and she's just skipping through the tulips. All the girls are envying her. They're planning the wedding and what are you going to wear and what kind of fragrance will you wear and what will you do and here comes God and blows the whole party with his word. He comes in, hell, Mary, you've been highly favored. He didn't curse her, he blessed her. But the blessing of the Lord also is a burden. Uh, oh, they don't believe it. They don't believe it. They don't, I said the blessing of the Lord also is a burden. Every blessing brings a burden. That's what your haters don't see. They hate you because you're blessed, but they don't understand that every blessing you got gave you a, oh, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. Tell somebody, say, I can relate. I know blessings and burdens don't look related, but they are. You cannot have one without the other. You would need a garage if you didn't have a car. You would need a carburetor if you hadn't bought a car. You would need to get to work if you hadn't had a job. Every blessing brings a burden. You can't have children and not have burdens. You can't have a companion and not have burdens. You cannot have an opportunity and not have a burden. You can't have a paycheck and not go to work. Every time God gives you something to him who much is given, much is required. Blessings and burdens are cousins. In fact, God can only bless you to the level of your ability to stand the burden. If you can't handle the burden, stop praying for the blessing. They come together. You cannot have one without the other. Miracles and misery are related. Oh my God, sometimes I drive over the hill coming over to the church and, and I'm pulling over the hill and I look out and I see all the spans of parking lot and the traffic backed up and people coming from all directions and I think, oh my God, I can't believe it. I still can't get used to it. I can't believe that the guy who would have dreamed of having a hundred people in his church has almost 300 people on staff thousands and thousands and thousands of miracles. Isn't this a blessing? Yes, but isn't this a burden? Yes. Hail Mary. <laughs> oh my God. Miracles and misery are so related that you could have your greatest miracle and feel miserable. You could have your greatest miracle in your life right now and not appreciate it because miracles often feel miserable. Fat people want to be skinny. Skinny people want to be fat. People with 
with long hair trying to get it cut off. People who can't grow hair trying to get it sewed on. Everybody's trying to find their sweet spot where they can have the miracle and not the misery. Ah, but you got to take the bitter with the sweet, the up with the down, the right with the wrong. You can't have one with, oh God, I don't know who I'm talking to, but I'm talking to Hail Mary. In fact, the reason I'm telling you you're highly favored is because you're not going to feel like it. Wouldn't, if I were God, wouldn't I be stupid to come all the way down to Pastor Robinson's house to say, hell, Pastor Robinson, you're a black man. And he said, hell, angel, I already knew that. Anytime God brings you a salutation, it's something that you don't know. You're not going to feel blessed. You're not going to look blessed. Everybody's going to be talking about you. You're going to be homeless, but I swear. Oh, shut up. I swear you are blessed and highly favored. And in spite of the misery, God is about to hand you a miracle. And the miracle will outlast the misery. So hold on to the miracle even when you feel miserable. Don't give up your miracle just because, oh God, I'm preaching. Don't give up your miracle just because you feel miserable. You're going to be homeless, but it will pass. Joseph is going to throw you away, but I'll deal with him. Your girlfriends are going to look at you and they're going to be whispering about you at the barbershop, but it will pass. You're going to have your baby in a barn with flies and gnats and cockroaches. You're going to have a holy thing in a filthy place. How could you have something that holy in something that filthy? In fact, God has a habit of putting holy things in filthy places. And if he didn't, you wouldn't be saved today. For we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency may be of God. Oh, I feel like preaching this morning and not of us. How can you have a holy thing in a filthy place? This holy thing is born in a barn. This holy thing is born around cockroaches and lice. This holy thing is born around sheep dung and goat, and yet it is still holy. Somebody holler, holy! 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 I can relate. Can somebody say, I can relate?
Our goal and purpose in life under Christ is to love and to help one another. And that's the mission of GPS. Together, we can touch lives, helping the hurting, encouraging the hopeless, feeding the hungry, and so much more. Visit tdjpartners.org and find out how you can help impact the lives of generations to come. We are all one global family, touching the world with God's love. We're going on a cruise. Join Serena on November 9th through the 16th, 2019, as we set sail from Fort Lauderdale to the Bahamas. Jamaica, the Grand Cayman Islands, and Key West. We have an itinerary filled with fun events created with you in mind. I hope we take over the entire boat. Reserve your spot today. The 2019 TD Jakes Faith and Family Caribbean Cruise. See you there. Touch me, people say, I can relate, I can relate, I can relate. I didn't even want to live in Dallas. I didn't even want to come over here. I'm from Chicago. I'm from Memphis. I thought I was going to build a house in Tennessee. I didn't never expect that I would end up in this situation. I can relate. And then Mary does the thing that's hard for all of us to do. She says yes to the blank check of God's word. Be it unto me according to thy word. I'll go where you want me to go. I'll do what you want me to do. I'll say what you want me to say. You can mess up my plans. You can stir up my life. You can get me off course. Be it unto me according to thy word. Warning, warning, warning. Don't say that if you don't mean that. Be it unto me. Be it unto me according to thy word. Your boyfriend about to divorce you. Be it unto me according to thy word. Even when it looks like I'm losing. Be it unto me according to thy word. Even when it breaks my heart. Be it unto me according to thy word. Even when I cry myself to sleep, be it unto me according to thy word. Even when I'm backed in a corner and shoved to the wall, be it unto me according to thy word. Even when I make half the money I used to make, be it unto me according to thy word. Even when I have to raise these kids by myself, be it unto me. Oh, y'all not going to talk to me according to thy word. I'm asking you, have you said yes to God? Yes to your word. Yes to your will. Yes to your way. Yes when friends surround me. Yes when they walk out the door. I'll still be faithful even when I'm broken. Be it unto me according to thy hey, word. And I want you to understand at this troubling moment, this troubling, disconcerting moment in her life, he brings up her cousin.
and says, you know, your cousin is going through the same thing you are. Both of you all are dealing with two different kinds of barrenness. You see, Mary was barren because she was a virgin. And seeing as she knew not a man, how could she have a seed? And Elizabeth was barren because she was past childbearing age and she was an old woman. And both of them suffered from emptiness. You see, Elizabeth needed to have this child not just because she was an older woman and she had not proven in her society the importance of motherhood validated the existence of a woman. But deeper still, if Zacharias died without a child, it would break the link of the entire Aaronic priesthood. And all Israel had left was priest. The succession of kings had stopped. And if the old woman did not birth a child, not only would it have personal ramifications, but it would affect all of Israel. For all they had left was a succession of priests. And yet she, as a woman, was barren in the face of a dying priest. And if the priest died without a child, so would the priesthood. And when she was old, God blessed her to conceive. I want to talk to you baby boomers. Don't you let these millennials run you out of town. Just because you're older doesn't mean you're not relevant. Just because we live in a society that does not relevate, does not appreciate people as they get older, don't you drink the Kool-Aid and sit yourself down and die. Remain relevant. Get right beside the young people. Plow right beside them. Work right beside them. Tell them, scoot over, baby. Papa's coming through. If you don't do that, you won't teach them how to age and appreciate every facet of life. And they won't serve God. They'll only serve youth. And if you serve youth, you're going to be out of business in a year. If the only glory you have is your youth, your glory is fading while you're clutching after it. Tell somebody, say, scoot over. Now the young woman has come to the old woman's house. Hey! And they found that their relativity, their relativity is not built on their generation. It is built on their circumstances. Elizabeth's husband has stopped speaking to her and everybody else. And Joseph was trying to figure out how to get rid of Mary. So even though their ages were different, their miseries were the relationship. Tell somebody, say, go see your cousin. Stop trying to connect with people you're not cousin to. I said, stop trying to connect with people you're not cousin to. If you have to keep explaining yourself, it means they can't relate to you. 
when you find somebody who can relate to you, you ain't got to say nothing but open up the door, girl. I'm coming in. Touch your neighbor, say open up the door. I'm coming in. <coughs> so she came in. And here God is sending her to minister to her cousin. Somebody say cousin. That's where I'm getting this, I can relate. Yeah. She is sent to minister to her cousin at a time that she is personally miserable. We've been asking you to be a miracle in the lives of people, and you've been saying, as soon as I get my situation fixed, I'm going to be a blessing. No, 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 no. No, you're going to have to go miserable. Tell somebody, say, go miserable. I preached a few months ago, go blind. You can't wait till your eyes open up to go. You got to go blind. You got to go in the dark. You got to go with your feelings hurt. You got to go with your bills backed up. You got to go with your situation. Oh, I wish I had some faith in this room. You got to go with your situation still laughing at you. You got to go while you're on the seesaw of life, sometimes up and sometimes down, but I'm preaching anyway. I'm teaching anyway. I'm going anyway. I'm shouting anyway. For nothing shall be impossible with God. So let me get my hat and my coat. I'm going to see Elizabeth. Now Josephus helps us to understand Elizabeth's misery. As happy as she might have been to be with child at her age. And let me tell you something, there is no joy like the joy you get when you're not supposed to. When the devil said it's too late and you're too old and you're never gonna get it and all of a sudden your belly starts swelling up, you say, hey, oh! How you like me now, devil? Look at somebody say, how you like me now? When they said you would never get the job and you get the job, you say, how you like me now? When they said a girl like you would never get married and there you flashing your ring saying, girl, And it was a great moment in Elizabeth's life. But I gotta tell you something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Josephus, the historian, tells us that even though Elizabeth was pregnant, her baby wasn't moving. And, and the fear was that even though she had made it to the place of blessings, the burden was that her baby was likely dead. Even though she had the miracle of being pregnant, her misery was she was likely carrying a stillborn. 
So when she heard the knock at the door and the old woman tried to get to the door to answer it, one was carrying a dead baby and the other one was carrying the resurrection and the life. And the Bible said, I feel the anointing of the Holy Ghost about to make somebody's baby leap up in this. I know you think it's dead. I know it's not moving like you want it to move. I know it's not working like you want it to work, but I feel a breakthrough in this place this morning. I need 30 seconds of crazy praise. preaching to this morning but you've been shut up for months but God is about to bring you out of your cave give my God the praise yeah yeah get somebody you can relate to and shake them by the hand and say neighbor I know your situation looks dead I know it's not moving like you want it to move, but I got a word for you. God's gonna make your baby leap. God's gonna make your baby leap. I got up this morning to speak to dead things. I got up this morning to speak to things that are not moving in your life. I got up this morning to speak to your bills. Speak to your family. Speak to your heartache. I know the devil said your life is over, but the devil is alive. God said that thing is about. It's going to leap. I need 30 seconds of crazy praise. To see clearly, you must have all eyes on him. If you look up, God's going to bring you up and heal you and deliver you. For your gift to the ministry of any amount, you will receive Bishop's enlightening message, All Eyes on Him, on CD, as well as this custom 2019 calendar. The reason the enemy doesn't want you to have intimacy, because this is the place where your blessings are birthed. And when your gift is $90 or more, you will receive the All Eyes on Him five-part series on CD and DVD. If you keep going through the same thing over and over again, let's, let's check the minds. However, when your gift is $150 or more, we will add this attractive decorative wall plaque. Stop crying over your experience. Experience gets you ready to be victorious. This is not the year for you to shout about. This is your year to make contact. When you have all eyes on him, he illuminates your path. If in Canada, visit us online or call to order your digital downloads today. Do you want a tiny piece of cheese? Yes, yes, cheese is my life. <laughs> my name is Bella, and this is Lucas. Maybe our home's supposed to be with me. Over the years, <laughs> we did everything together. I had a great family and a place to call home. <laughs> squirrel, squirrel, squirrel! Bella! I was lost and very far away. But I had to get back to Lucas. So wake me up when it's all over. 
Whenever life gets hard, it's our loved ones that help us get through it. And I was never going to stop searching for mine. That dog saved his life. Dog's Way Home. Go to a dogswayhomestories.com to share your story and learn more about Bella's journey. Feel free to reach out to us on social media and share your story of how God is impacting your life. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Potter's Dungeon.